0: welcome to the pactum and no compromise radio pat abendroth with mike abendroth what in the world is all that background noise mike
1: welcome to no compromise radio with the pactum i hear birds i hear buses motorcycles Copies. i think can, I can gun maybe next. hear modest yahoo down there <laughs> There's a modest right there. And There's we, a say,
0: we say down there because we're on what? The fourth floor outside in Jerusalem.
1: I think technically, Pat, because the ground level is zero here in the Middle East. We're on the fifth floor the fifth. of the U.S.A. So it's kind of fun, exciting, background uh-huh. noise. Hey, what's Patrick
0: Ennis doing here? Why is yeah, he It has a little texture. He's our bodyguard. He's our ta- he's our tatted-out bodyguard.
1: I know, but I don't know if he has a license to carry here in Jerusalem. And sound engineer.
0: Well, we are going to talk about discernment today because people wanted us to talk about discernment.
1: You so. think, we, though, we should at least tell people what we're doing here? Oh, that would really, be another really show. That's a good idea. Idea. Yeah,
0: sure. What are we doing here? What did we do today? Yesterday it was Masada. My legs are so sore right Right now, I can't believe it. So Pat ran
1: up Masada, about 18 minutes, 17 minutes, something like that. It took me 45 minutes, and I blame my old COVID lungs and my age and stuff like that. But I made it up. Pat, it was 107 uh, flights I went up yesterday between En and Masada.
0: Okay, and at the top of Masada, we were still, what, 100 feet
1: below sea level. uh The air felt good. We're here leading a tour together, Omaha Bible Church with Bethlehem Bible Church. Pactum, No Compromise Radio. we got a busload of about 45 people, and we're on a pilgrimage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Touching all the sacred sites. Uh-huh. Well, tell me before we start, how many uh, holy places have you kissed? Uh, so I far, saw you bending think, down over I there. I, I didn't know what you were, a, were doing.
0: I think I gave you a holy kiss, but that's the extent <laughs> of it.
1: Remember a few years ago we came here and put on some kind of robe or something, and then you united me? I still have that picture. I don't post it, though, because I was too fat.
0: we're having a great time so right about now we're sleep deprived how many days into the trip are we i don't know
1: i don't know but if there's background noise we just wanted it to be you know this is live in israel this is what it's like here in 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 the city and
0: hopefully you can discern
1: that Uh uh-huh discernment Uh, now see one of the things about the pactum that i'm still Upset about, even though I've been on the. Even though you a free Pactum T-shirt, that's, that's correct the red right? one. You have a Pactum bottle. You've been wearing uh-huh. a Pactum sweatshirt all week. I know. So, so what are you upset Mike and about? What are you upset about? And it's Grimes not even drawing. This is true. So finally, now the real Pactum comes alive. Uh, the uh, neo packum. Uh, uh, uh. And we're doing this, for, and Pat. We are doing this for no compromise as well, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's right. I'm sitting as a guest, but I should be more aggressive. No No-co. What All do you right, want to so, talk about today?
0: So, we are going to talk about discernment. So, what is discernment? I think you used to think, your, your ministry, No Compromise, used to be a discernment ministry and it's no longer. Maybe we'll talk about that in a little while. Sure. So, man on the street says,
1: tell me what discernment is. What is it? Well, it's interesting because from the get-go... At Pat, this point
0: in time, listeners, Mike is dodging the question with a story. No,
1: no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm going to give the biblical answer because people, you know, like the Bible, Um uh, the Bereans were told, or were commended, rather, for their discernment. Okay. Right? And so it wasn't individually discerning. It was the group, the Bereans, studying the Scriptures to see if what Paul said was true. I like that. Then also it's commanded in 1 Thessalonians, discern all things. But the best way I like to define discernment is, remember King Shlomo? I, don't. I mean King Solomon? I do. And he says in 1 Kings chapter 3 when God asked him, "Whatever you want, I will give you." Did you know the word discern or discernments in there? We I, all just default to wisdom. Sure. So it says How About that siren, I discern that that might be someone doing the wrong thing. <laughs> is what I discern? In the Middle East. I, I do too. Solomon says a lot of things, but he says They're coming for you, Patrick. Uh Uh-huh. Give your your servant, therefore, an understanding mind to govern your people, that I may discern between good and evil for who is able to govern this, your great people. It pleased the Lord, because you've asked for this and not for yourself, etc., but you've asked for understanding to discern what is right. So I like to include that pat in my definition the of discernment from first king chapter three that's good i like to say discernment is the ability to understand what's right and what's wrong it could be used for unbelievers in determining what's right or wrong when it's uh, with medical knowledge but particularly for christians and spiritual things what's right according to god's word he sets the standard of the plumb line or the canon if you will and what's wrong. So it's discerning what's right and wrong according to God's Word.
0: I like it that you avoided the word to to, to judge, right? Because we don't want to judge. But I did did look it up in a dictionary and it says the ability to judge, right? Something is authentic. That's a good word. People like that word. So we're going to say determining whether or not something is authentic or inauthentic.
1: Pat, could there be a more authentic place than right now? (laughs) I mean, this is a holy land with a holy... Bet we're on the balcony. It's everything about this is holy. Uh, I, I may change the church name that I pastor to Discernment Church. Uh, I, I did also think, Pat, on the side note, we went to the church, a Catholic church today, that commemorates Peter's denial. And it's called something like Peter and the Rooster Church or something. It is. <laughs> and I thought, Might be a good name. I thought instead of collide and collision and journey and, and I'm hip and everything else. Why won't these new seeker-sensitive churches and hipster churches start to call themselves the church I denied Jesus three times, Rooster Church? <laughs>
0: Rooster Church with Rooster Cogburn.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, it, you know, if a ministry is only about discernment, then I don't really care much for them. But every Christian should discern what's right and wrong. Right? Uh-huh. I think it was the Jewish people that would say, you ought not to have an open mind. Because then anything can go in and really? anything can go out. And so open minded people were not looked upon with pleasure, people with closed minds. Be careful what goes in your mind and be careful what leaves your mind.
0: So we make determinations all the time, right?
1: How many decisions right. do we make? That's today? wrong, all,
0: all the time. So we're discerning what's the best. Where's the best place to eat lunch? What's the best route to
1: the old city? You had a better lunch than I did today by a factor of three. It's I think. It's true. I think it costs
0: three times as much as well. <laughs> so it, that, there is that. So so we're talking about this because it's important. It's a mandate for Christians. Uh, we don't. You know, gullibility is not a Christian virtue. So we want to. We know what's true. We want to know what's right. What honors God, and therefore we will have to say that's not right. It's not true. It does not honor God. And Christians should be more discerning than they are generally speaking. We don't want to go too far, like you said, discernment ministry and it's you know cage phase, against everything, mean spirited. But Christians should be able to say that's biblical, that's not biblical, that's good for me spiritually, that's not good for me spiritually. And there are so many kinds of examples where people are super gullible and then we we come across as mean spirited because we say, that didn't happen. That's not true.
1: But well, right, that's not good for you. That's not good. I for think you. you're onto something there, Pat. When we're trying to design and I mean to to define discernment, what discernment is not right opposite and contrast. And one of the words is gullible. I think another word is ignorant. Right? Even Paul in Colossians chapter one, he prays uh, for the Colossian church uh, that they might walk in a manner worthy. And one of the ways you walk in a manner worthy of the Lord is you increase in the knowledge of God, because the more you know about God. The more you know about errors, and so we don't want to be ignorant. We don't want to be gullible. We don't want to say, "Well, we're in the kingdom. We believed in Jesus, the resurrected Messiah," and then that don't don't. I don't want to be bothered with doctrine, right? Just tell me how to live, right? Uh, and so we're not after that either.
0: You were helping people today with discernment, talking about Jesus saying, "Not my will, but your will be done," or something like that, and you were trying to help yeah. them understand yeah. Jesus and. As the eternal son, uh, he obviously would not have a contrary will to the Father, but in his humanness he could say such things.
1: Right. Well, we were there Mount- You don't want
0: to be a heretic and deny the equality of the Son with the Father, and you're helping people to be more discerning in reading their Bible, right?
1: That's exactly right. And I think Pactum has done a good job on discernment because you've taught positive things and what's the Bible teach about, covenant of works, or the deity of Christ, and I think your number one show so far has been, I think, on preaching. Based, based upon your opinion or ratings. <laughs> <laughs> no. And But then there's been some things, you know, what about theonomy? What about this? What about that? Because what's an elder supposed to do? He's supposed to teach sound doctrine and refute those that contradict. Yep, yep. What did Jesus do? This is the truth, and these people are in error.
0: So, biblical basis, let's just give... Folks, a uh, list of you know five texts or some texts that come to mind. You've already mentioned one from Solomon, uh, you've already alluded to 1st Thessalonians 5. Examine everything carefully, hold fast to that which is good. What are some other ones? I don't Jesus know, I walked 20,000
1: it? steps today. How am I supposed to I'll remember supposed what the Bible says?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jesus says in Matthew chapter 7, where he says, Beware of the false prophets, that's okay. being discerning. Good. Because there are true prophets, false prophets, Right. you will recognize them by their fruits. Test the spirits. Exactly.
1: Oh, I know. This is one I think I stole from you a long time ago. Okay. Does the Bible say Does the Bible... Anywhere... Contain lies. True. <laughs> That's Does true. Does the Bible yeah. teach lies? False. That's being discerning. Does the Bible say anywhere, do not believe...
0: Remember that? Uh, do, that's, that's provocative. I don't remember saying oh, it. Oh, yeah. Is, well,
1: I think I got it from you, but if not, uh, maybe maybe win- it was when Sinclair Ferguson and I were, you know, like on the golf course together. Oh, so well, it could be. That. Anyway, I, I'm, you know, commonly I'm confused with Sinclair Ferguson, yeah. my accent. <laughs> this relates to discernment, and you asked me for some verses, so here we go. Okay. Kind, wonderful, fatherly John the Apostle. The apostle of love. Mm -hmm. Beloved. You kind of wonder what he's going to say there in 1 John chapter 4. Do not believe. Believe. No, there's not a comma there or a semicolon, if there were such a thing in Greek. But it has our attention. But it has our attention. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. Why? For many false prophets have gone out into the world. So there we have to discern. And, of course, the big context is there are people that are going to run around and say, Jesus didn't assume human, uh, the eternal son did not assume human nature. Incarnations, fabricated, flesh is bad, are a lot of other reasons. And so test the spirits. We could say discern the spirits. Because many of them are false, right? I can look around... Here, let's see. That guy wearing that funny thing, he's false. That lady wearing that funny thing around her head, she's false. I mean, we're in the land of... Uh, I, I think Patrick Ennis is going to dress up like Moses tonight, and he'll probably have 900 <laughs> followers by tomorrow. <laughs> you just can't find some kind of staff or anything. Uh,
0: Titus, Titus 2.1 says, But as for you, teach what accords with sound doctrine. The, the implication is there, don't teach what doesn't accord with sound doctrine. Titus 1, nine, an elder, he must hold firm to the trustworthy word as taught so that he might be able to give instruction in sound doctrine, healthy doctrine, and also to rebuke those who contradict it. Discerning, even though the word isn't used. So to be a spiritual leader, to be spiritually fit, you have to be discerning. And not just the leaders, they're obviously teaching people how to do it themselves.
1: Pat, I agree on the kind of very practical side since you know people love practical things right Um,
0: someone was recommending the podcast on this trip to to a relative
1: and they said now you'll have to
0: get past the the sarcasm
1: (laughs) (laughs) so go ahead well you know sarcasm sardonic smile (laughs) sarcophagus we saw today who sarcophagus did we see a Caiaphas sarcophagus no no no, Herod's That was really interesting. Discovered in 2007. Uh Uh-huh, but it didn't look too wide. I thought here it was going to be a lot fatter, but maybe... You you know, our guide
0: said the Jews described him as fat and short, and basically he wouldn't fit through the walkways if he were that fat the way they described him. Oh. And so he said, notice in the casket or the coffin, the sarcophagus, or whatever it's called here, he said, and it, it looks like he was tall and not fat. And so the conclusion is the Jews hated him so much because he was so evil. That they said all kinds of derogatory okay. things, even that weren't true about it.
1: That's interesting. That's like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. They're rewriting it to take out the word fat. Because that girl that stole all the blueberries, they called her fat. <laughs> See? See how we do this? Madam Blueberry. Oh, no way <laughs> <you> back to hell. <laughs> Madam I'm Blueberry. I'm so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is practical in This point, in this sense. You know what? If you are not discerning, you're going to end up giving your money to false teachers. And pastors who were in it for the money. And they'll get on TV saying, send your money to Jesus for a blessing. Here's my address. And you see it happen all the time. Absolutely. These guys are making tons of bank from gullible Christians. I I don't like that. It makes me mad.
0: Ephesians 4 talks about how we shouldn't be carried about by every wind of doctrine. Right? We need to be stable. And the emphasis there is that's why we need good Bible teachers in our lives, but still. So... Our listeners are going to think that we're in the worst part of the world. They're going to think we're in, like, the West Bank or something like that. This is just like we're in West Jerusalem. We're in the nice part of town just so you away. Right, you're
1: 5.30 p.m., nice part of town. It sounds like we're in Jericho, but <laughs> that's not true. We also learned while we were here, Pat, that the police cars always have their blue lights on, but they're only after you if the sirens go on. Okay so that's that's kind of a good fact uh... discernment ministries let's let's maybe talk about this pat for a second maybe we're jumping ahead what about the people that are are a true discernment ministry in the negative sense they're always criticizing people that's all they do is find out the false things criticize that ministry's horrible that ministry's horrible you can't believe anything about them you know because they get twenty percent of the things wrong we don't go for that either, right? We don't go for that either.
0: And sometimes when a ministry builds itself around something very niche, niche, uh, what ends up happening is there's no, nothing to be discerning about that week or that month and you have a newsletter or a podcast or whatever. You find it. And maybe you find it where
1: you ought not even be finding it. I used to get fed by the Berean call by Dave Hunt. Right. And, and, his, Bob buddy, stuff. and his, his buddies, right? The Psycho Heresy
0: Awareness Newsletter.
1: Uh-huh. And we would then learn that James Dobson actually said something about <laughs> something he ought not to have. And then we had have to blast Every away.
0: month they would be in the letter. Mm-hmm. I they, become, they get out of balance. I mean, it's just how it is. So people tend to get mean-spirited and it's always negative. And, you know, you'd think, I'd hate to be married to such a person. What would that be like?
1: Right. Well, uh, I'd
0: hate a, to be pastored uh, by such a person. It's uh, always I, I negative, even if it's supposed to be, you know, about joy and mm-hmm. rejoicing.
1: When I do talk about, I don't mean people, but what people believe. When I talk about them at No Compromise Radio Pad, I regularly say to myself, you know, on Sundays I'm preaching Christ. And so I want to address this issue for people in the congregation and their sake because they ought not to be reading Joyce Meyer books or Tim Keller books or John Piper books or something like that. So, so it's a good
0: outlet, keeps it out of the pulpit. Right. So that, that's good.
1: But I don't want my whole life summarized by, oh, that's the attack dog. Right, he did the video, Where's Beth Moore's Husband, or whatever, you know. Right. It's like, the number
0: one listened to episode <laughs> of No Compromise, It's actually maybe? switched
1: around, I think it was maybe T.D. Jakes now, or Mark Driscoll, or okay. something like that.
0: <laughs> I don't know. And maybe in five years we're going to do this, and it'll be on assurance, right?
1: So, I, I know. A different court. I, I can't know ratings per se, Pat, because we have a variety of different downloads for, for NoCo. No. But I do know for people that want to give on Patreon, and I've hardly ever said give on Patreon. Well, I've never right. said Once it.
0: you've got the Ferrari. Uh, I, <laughs> sorry,
1: sorry, sorry. <laughs> I asked for an owl once. They did send me an owl, and then I asked for a Land Rover after that, but I haven't gotten it. <laughs> people did give more money to No Compromise Radio Ministry when I was much more of a discernment ministry. Now that the whole show My, is... why do you think? Because people love that. They love controversy. Red meat. Uh huh. -huh. They love to tune in and figure out what's going on with the the latest little Kenneth Copeland, Kenneth Hagen, who's saying what, and what did Tulian do, and everything else. So, I guess if we want to both increase our our reach, Be be more negative. Yeah, I can't keep up with all that. That's true. I hate it. You know, what's the latest with the Gospel Coalition? What's going on with all these celebrity Christians and everything else?
0: So let's talk about church history and the role of church history as it would relate, and historical theology as it would relate to being discerning. So we have a Bible. The Bible is God's inerrant, infallible word, inspired word, and it's the only special revelation we think that we need. So why would we pay attention to church history, historical theology, and why is it really important to do so when it comes to being discerning?
1: I've been asking the congregation that for a long time. I told them to quit reading all the creeds and confessions, and why are they trying to read old Luther books and Calvins? I don't know, what's it, something called the Institutes or something? Why would they ever bother? I mean, you can get it on microfiche at the library if you ever need to study. I think it's your associate pastor, Chris Peterson, who's one of the smartest people I think I've ever met. Uh, I think he talks a lot about tree trunks using it as an illustration of of the church and how she's grown since the apostolic age and built one man's work upon another upon another. And There's these weird offshoots of weird branches of bad teaching and stuff like that. But the Lord said he would build his church. The Lord has laid the foundation of the church with the apostles and prophets, and now he gives pastors and teachers, and he's still building the church. And I say to myself... How could I then ignore the gifts that God has given the church? Fallible men, sinful men, but men like John Calvin and Zwingli and all these other guys, and Caspar Olivianus—shout out to you know our friend Scott Clark, I kind of thing. caspar the Friendly Olivianus, as I call him. Why would I ignore that? That—that's that, just unwise. But we see that a lot, don't we? We do. So the
0: the Spirit has been working in the life of the church. Men and women have you know, fought for these things, suffered for these things. We should at least pay attention to what they've done, water under the bridge. Maybe we don't have to step in it theologically so many times. I think of the recent you know, controversy that's still brewing behind the scenes with the person of Christ, the eternal functional subordination of the Son kind of thing, people denying the deity of Christ in a certain sense because he's somehow lesser than the Father and well, we, we believe that stuff because it was taught to us by Biblicists because they had Bible verses that seemed to teach it and then all of a sudden you find out this was a huge debate that's already been you know, they've already duped it out and oh, when we pay attention to all the passages we say he's equal very God of very God begotten, not made and so we say well, that was wrong, that was bad and if we only would have paid attention to a little bit of church history we wouldn't have been functional heretics.
1: Yeah. I mean, how many times do we just need to go back and say, we fought that battle before. Uh Is sanctification monergistic or not? What is sola fide? Right? Is repentance the fruit of faith? Do you have to forsake sin in order to come to Christ?
0: All of these things. And the heretics and the Orthodox both say they believe the Bible is true. That's exactly right. So maybe we should pay attention to some of the history if we're trying to be discerning.
1: And, And I think it's fair, Pat, for us to call out some of these guys who continue in spite of the prodding, in spite of the appeals, in spite of the uh, calls to study the Bible again, especially in light of church history. When Owen Strand or someone says, you know what, I will not uh, stop teaching my brand of eternal functional subordination, or ESS, I will not stop. I don't care what you tell me. What does it say about Christianity to say, well, we'll just continue to platform the person that's teaching heresy. Because he's conservative. Right. Or he's against woke stuff or something. And I think we have to be very clear, over the years have I taught heretical things without being a heretic? We're not calling people heretics, but that is a heretical teaching. Right. And if you can't get this right after you've been exposed to church history and studying the Bible in light of it, then I don't think you should teach anything else. You have to sit down until you can learn the basics. The ABCs. And once you learn the ABCs, like Trinity, uh, then you, you can move on to other things.
0: So if I'm a brand new Christian, or no, maybe I just want to be more discerning, what, what would some good resources be that we could recommend to people to start maybe you know, get, becoming more mature when it comes to hist- historical theology, and understanding basic Bible doctrines to do a better job? Hmm. Where, do, where do we start?
1: Good question, Pat. I almost want to say it's unique to each person. Because we've all been taught certain things. And so let's say we've been taught a good doctrine of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Because the Charismatics maybe abuse the doctrine of the Holy Spirit, pneumatology. So we've been taught Holy Spirit's book with Sinclair Ferguson. Mm-hmm. And we understand that he's a person and he convicts and he, he guides. And, and, and so we understand him pretty well. Then why, why start there? But if we don't understand, let's say, doctrine of God... We don't understand the Trinity. Uh, We don't understand how Jesus uh, doesn't empty himself of all but love. Right. Why don't we start with those little books like that little Scott Swain book and that little Wellam book. Those are excellent. uh, To to, to start. Those would be two books that I would say right away, read the Swain book, read the Wellam book. One's on the Trinity, one's on the person
0: of Christ. I think Crossway is Crossway putting out that yep, series. Yeah, excellent little books, yeah. easy to
1: read. Yeah, you, you know, you can get both men's longer versions of the books. Yeah. But those are the kind of things. If I, and and here, that that's what I did, Pat. I thought I did not understand Canonic um, Theory very much, or and Eternal Functional Subordination very much. I need to go back and study some. Mm-hmm. Those are some of the books that I read to make sure I understood.
0: I'm also going to say Confessions because it's not just one individual. Because sometimes, it, I like both books you mentioned, and they're helpful, but Confessions are so helpful because they're Catholic, as in universal, and they've stood the test of time. So it would be nice if we, in a sense, put Historic Confessions above even some of our
1: favorites. I, you know what? Too bad I didn't give the, the best answer first, and you gave the best answer second. I got your if, back. If you study, for instance, the Athanasius Creed with truths from Athanasius although he didn't write it you're going to figure out pretty fast oh I'm not going to subordinate the son oh something happened with the incarnation but in terms of essence and everything else there's no hierarchy and just because you call somebody father doesn't mean they're greater I mean if we're going to go that route and be biblicists every father started off as a son but the Father in Heaven did not start off as a son. So it's not one-to-one. It's a relationship kind of language. So the creeds and confessions are excellent um, ways to start.
0: Mike, to wrap up, I have an example, a contemporary example. I almost hate to use it because I don't want to give him any shade or any pr- free press. But uh, somebody said, two people have asked me about this in the last week. And they said, what do I think of this? And so they sent me this link from New Protestant. And uh, on this website called New Protestant, it says... Uh, $25,000 challenge. And then it says, Hey, evangelicals, did you know Martin Luther was a heretic? Faith alone is not enough. And that's all in yellow. Uh, that's helpful. Getting to heaven also requires that we do the work, that's in italics, do the work of faithfully obeying God's command. Think we're wrong? Come to our church and we'll pay you $25,000.
1: Well, so let's, how about it?
0: Should we do it? 25
1: grand. Is that shekels or is that dollars, <laughs> yeah. I wonder?
0: I think it's USD. I think it's, it's funny money.
1: Well, A, who determines if we're right when we criticize the guy? He'll say we're wrong. Uh, but more importantly, oh, it's faith plus obedience. Back to church history. Back to the confessions. Back to what has the church taught from Anselm to Back Athanasius. to Romans 4, 5. Right. What is going on? I have to obey? Who determines how much to obey? It's just like it's similar to me to John Piper, even though Piper wouldn't be so crass, and he teaches the right thing elsewhere. Right. But it's like Piper, you know, you have to be desiring God, you have to have obedience to God to to be finally justified. Who determines how much? I guess the celebrity who's got a big blog and a big platform. I guess.
0: Can you imagine having this guy as your pastor? I mean, and I read through it. It's totally it's it's totally cultic. I remember the same guy was denying the act of obedience of Christ not long ago and, uh, cause I because I saw a YouTube it, video.
1: Because, Pat, if you talk about a, your personal obedience to your congregation, you won't talk much about Jesus' obedience. obedience Sorry yeah. to interrupt.
0: So, in responses, yeah, no wonder the guy's some kind of half-cocked, half-baked, fa- false-teacher, cultic leader. But, yet, people it gets people's attention. They need to be discerning, to be well-grounded in the Scriptures, well-grounded in what Christians have always concluded And you say, well, what kind of person is this? The kind of person I'm going to tell people to stay away from And not get an press to
1: What about discernment with all these big like, Conferences and everything like that? What do we do? you got all these people now on the platform And some are good and some have bad things I, It's hard to keep up Because I
0: just saw a celebrity pastor Who's done some good things You know, anti-woke and all this
1: Bodie Bauckham
0: And, and the next thing you know, now they're promoting groups that are heretics. How can. Going to speak at their conferences.
1: I wish I was wrong, but how can Vodie sign up to go speak at Doug Wilson's deal All or right. with Doug Wilson unless he was asked by Wilson, come and refute, every, refute everything I've done? Yeah,
0: and you know it's not the case. And yet I have sheep that I'm responsible for. You know, I, it's no big deal to me, whatever, but I have sheep I'm responsible for that, you know, like the teaching. So now I've got to deal with
1: it. Preacher for hire, if you were asked to go speak at Moscow, Idaho, to kind of lend credibility I can't to do Moscow... It. I can't do it.
0: Not in yeah. a million years can I do it, knowing what has been
1: taught what has been done. And that kind of stuff, if this all proves to be true, how can I then say this person has discernment in any way, shape, or form?
0: I can't. Yeah, It's a, it's a sad thing. So interesting to see what happens in these days we're going to have to be discerning and pray for wisdom uh, and we're certainly asking you all as you're listening to do that very thing to be loving kind and gracious but you also have to be clear thinking and clear-headed and when someone's wrong someone's wrong Mm -hmm.
1: at the risk of being self-serving because both both you and and uh, i are pastors the local church is where it's at right you can't as a congregation say Do you know what my pastor feeds me every single week he preaches Christ every week he's there to marry Barry and everything else and uh you know what but Vody's right Wilson's right Piper's right you know we'll take his uh we'll take their opinions as higher than our pastor we're not trying to say we're we're better smarter anything like that but there's going to be a day of reckoning where you're going to watch these guys crumble and fall like we've seen crumble and fall. Where you think, you know what? What about your local pastor? When I ask people who their favorite preacher is and they humbly just say, my pastor, you've never heard of him. He preaches in front of 30 people in South Dakota and he loves my family by preaching Christ. That, keep, that's keep that's listening what I love. to him.
0: Right. Keep listening to him and don't be infatuated with the celebrities. You, we've, we've seen enough celebrities, Mike, and see what the... Some, you know, There's some kind, gracious people that we know who are bigger names, but we've seen enough where, you know, prima donna, this, that, and the other thing, and uh, I wish people could see it to say, you know what, I can't put my trust in Him. They shouldn't put their trust in us either, but they should pr- put their trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, and uh, secondarily so to those who boast in Him and point
1: to Him. I know. Ready to wrap up here the in Jerusalem? The sun is going down here in Jerusalem. I think there's fewer crimes committed because it's much quieter. Now.
0: Maybe so. Uh, Maybe so. Thanks for doing this.
1: This is a lot of fun. I, I can't wait to see how it turns <laughs> and out. And
0: thank you for listening. We appreciate it.
1: If anybody has any complaints about name dropping, <laughs> it's pat <laughs> at the pat.com. That's right. dot com. Reach
0: out. We'd love to uh-huh. hear from I, you.
1: I take the emails. Uh, Mark at NoCompromiseRadio.com
0: <laughs> <laughs> With that, we're going to sign off <laughs> from the west side of the city in Jerusalem. We'll see you next time on No Compromise and the Packed Up.
1: Shabbat Shalom.